Okay, looks like we're rolling. So, so welcome to Positive Vibes for the Valley. I'm your host, Ryan. Uh, I serve as the community liaison and tra- training coordinator. Might as well just redo that. Sorry, Tamara. I don't know if you can restart, but now would be a good time to do that. So just anyway. Hey, welcome to Positive Vibes for the Valley. I'm your host, Ryan. I serve as community liaison and training coordinator for the Warren Coalition. This podcast focuses on SAMHSA's eight dimensions of wellness. So this week, we are focusing on emotional wellness. And we have brought Lindsay uh, on our show this week. And she is a school counselor at Page County High School. So thank you, Lindsay, for being on with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, so hey, we're really excited to have you. And just just really quick, um, what we're looking at today with emotional wellness. So that involves the ability to express feelings, adjust to emotional challenges, cope with life stressors, and enjoy life. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's kind of your your textbook definition. Yes. Um, like I said, so Lindsay, you're you're a counselor at Page County High School. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? How how long you've been at this position? Uh, maybe any accolades or some things that that stand out to you? Okay, yeah. So um, I am originally from Page County, Um, went to Page County High School, graduated. So it's kind of cool to be back here um, in the place I call home. Um, I went to James Madison University after I graduated high school, um, studied psychology and and knew I wanted to be a school counselor. That's kind of what I went in thinking, you know, I want to be I want to be a school counselor. I think that's a great job. Um, I love the education setting, but also just the helping profession and and being a school counselor really connects so many of those things together. Um, so once I graduated um, JMU in 2016, I went into the uh, JMU counseling uh, school counseling program. Um, that's a two year program, and it was a very hard two years, but it was so rewarding and one of the best decisions I made. I absolutely loved that program and feel like it prepared me for being a school counselor in the best way possible. Um, I graduated uh, JMU in 2018 with my master's degree and I started that fall in 2018 um, at Riverheads Elementary School. That was in Augusta County. And so I was an elementary school counselor at first. Um, And that was, those kids were near and dear to my heart. I loved it. Um, But after some things happened, Um, I got the opportunity to come back to Page County um, and I always knew that's what I wanted to do at some point. Um, So I I took the chance. I applied and luckily I ended up back here. Um, So this is my second year here. So I feel like I'm still a little new, especially with COVID thrown in the mix. Things are very different. So still learning the ropes and things have been very ever changing this year. But um, this is my second year here and I love it. And I'm just very passionate about working with my students. Um, the high schoolers, they're so much fun because they're just real with you, um, which is really cool. And there's a lot of different aspects to the job, the mental health aspect, the academic and the career planning. Um, and I just like all of those different aspects. So it's been really fun to be back here. Absolutely. Well, you you definitely have uh, you know a difficult job. And, and for you at the center is, is kind of finding a way to weave all eight dimensions of wellness together and helping, you know, the students find balance in their own lives. And I know that that must be very tough, but rewarding and, and you're a a great choice for the job. So I'm sure you're up to that challenge. Um, 
So we, we talked a little bit about it, and I, I'm going to kind of dive in here a little bit. So with what is emotional wellness? And in the textbook definition, like we, we covered earlier, you know, we're looking at the ability to express feelings, adjust to emotional challenges, and cope with life stressors. Um, but, but what does that mean exactly? You know, when we're, when we're delving into that, the textbook definition uh, obviously sounds a little surgical. So mm-hmm. I, I just kind of wanted to, to, from you, if you had to kind of put in your own words, what, what is emotional wellness to you, Lindsay? Emotional wellness is really being able to be introspective and reflective on who you are inside and out. And so a lot of that is looking at your emotions and your feelings. And I feel like a lot of times we grow up and we try to keep that stuff inside. And sometimes that's needed. Sometimes that's not. Sometimes you need to be able to express your emotions and your feelings. So really um, just learning appropriate expression of those emotions and feelings, learning how to cope with different you know, life events, different stressors, um, a healthy coping strategies, learning how to manage unhealthy and um, not so appropriate um, coping strategies, um, and just being able to reflect on yourself and be able to, I feel like a huge component of it is being able to ask for help when you need it to, that you realize, okay, I'm struggling with something and I do need a little bit of help with this. And that's okay to, to ask for help um, with emotions and things like that and, and different stressors. Uh, so I feel like there's a lot that goes into emotional wellness. Um, and luckily I'm able to, to do some of that with my students here at the school. Um, but that's just kind of my, my take on it. That's not so textbook like. No, it's, and it's obviously a lot, a lot more broad, you know, than the, the textbook kind of delves into there. And, and you already touched on a little bit, but obviously emotional wellness, a- along with all the dimensions of wellness, play a large role in your job. Mm-hmm. But specifically helping young people kind of navigate through those early challenges of life, uh, I would imagine, is very difficult. And the other portion to that would be helping them learn how to navigate uh, those challenges, because obviously, you know, no matter where you're growing up or where you're living, there, there are going to be challenges that come your way. So mm-hmm. developing those healthy skills and, and coping mechanisms early on can prepare you for later success in life. Um, so and maybe thinking specifically here, how, how would you say kind of cultivating and regulating that emotional wellness plays a role in your job? If you're thinking maybe of specific examples, mm-hmm. um, maybe would you mind to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. So my like biggest passion, I feel like for part of my job is relationship building. And I feel like that's the foundation of my job is building these strong relationships with these kids because they're not going to tell me anything. They're not going to talk to me about deep stuff if they don't trust me, if they don't know that I'm there for them. And so I spend time really trying to get to know these kids. And so some of them, it's easier than others. Some of them, they trust easier than others. Um, I, I try to check in with all of my kids at least a couple of times a year. If they don't seek me out, I'm seeking them out to even if it's just surface level, I'm asking them what they're interested in, asking them about goals they have for themselves, just checking in to see how they're how they're going. This year has been very difficult to do that because of COVID and we're in and out of the building and and things like that. But that's my step one. Let them know that I'm here and they have to be able to trust me. Um, And then at that point, we can start talking about those deep things. And so 
sometimes it just takes that introduction like, hey, I'm Miss Croft. I'm your school counselor. I'm here for you. And then kids okay are like, okay, I know who she is. I can talk to her. She, that's what her job is. And so they come to me with, you know, different problems, different stressors, just emotions that they're struggling with. And we just talk. Um, and I feel like people who may not be in the counseling world, they're like, well, you're just talking, but we're really starting to process, like, tell me what you're holding inside. Get some of that stuff off of your chest, off of your shoulders. Don't bear that weight of the things that you're feeling, the things that you're dealing with. Don't bear that by yourself. I, I think I quoted that almost exactly to a kid um, this week or last week. You don't have to carry it yourself. Um, and so just getting them to talk about what they're feeling, trying to get them to give me more details. Sometimes it's as simple as, well, I'm upset about something. Well, explain a little bit more about what you're upset about. Let's use more of those emotion terms. Let's use more of those descriptors. Let's really talk about that. Um, and just sometimes a listening ear is all they need. Sometimes they don't need advice. They don't need tips, tricks. They just need to get it off their chest. And I tell them, absolutely, you come see me. I will be that listening ear. Sometimes they just need a space to regulate themselves. So they're upset in class. Something's happened. Something's triggered that uh, emotion or um, response. And I say, come to my office. You don't have to tell me if you don't want to, if you're at that point where you just need a quiet space to kind of get yourself centered, come to my office. I I don't have to ask questions. You just tell me, Ms. Croft, I need a minute. So there's lots of different ways we, we work on um, talking about emotional wellness, helping students regulate their emotional wellness, um, and just different situations like that. Uh, some students definitely go in a lot more detail than others, um, in which which I like being able to do that. But I'm here for the deep, the surface level, you know, whatever they need. And if they trust me with with some of that stuff, absolutely, that's that's what I enjoy doing. Um, so it's kind of cool being in the school setting because I get all of that. I get the deep. I get the surface level. I get the academic. Um, so no one day is the same, um, which <laughs> is enjoyable for me. Um, but that's just kind of a, a look into how, how some of that plays out here. Well, and I think it's important to, to have that, you know, trusted adult that you can come to and, mm -hmm. and know that you're able to trust. So just being able to provide that outlet, uh, mm -hmm. is an important component it's, itself mm -hmm. and, and kind of speaking to that. So regulating emotional wellness is important in our day-to-day -day life, whether, you know, re regardless of what you do, whether you're, you're a student or a, in, in your position or as a teacher or just as a fully functioning adult in society. And why do you think that it's so important? Obviously we're trying to find that, that harmony in our life uh, mm -hmm. with all eight dimensions, but specifically looking at regulating our own emotional wellness. Why do you think that is important? Mental health, and I feel like over the last several years, that's become more of a bigger deal in society, more spotlight, like mental health. Why is that important? And it, it it's kind of that underlying thing, I feel like. It's that underlying thing in a lot of different aspects in our life. And so I have kids come in and they're struggling maybe academically. And when we start talking, they start telling me, well, this is happening. I'm feeling this way. This has happened. This has happened. I've experienced this loss, this loss. And I'm like, well, I'm like, let's let's pause a second. I said, you're dealing with a lot. 
and we'll talk about, you know, each of those situations. And I say, you know, of course, as a school counselor, I want you to do well academically, but I have to have you feeling like yourself, feeling better before that can even matter. And so, you know, you can be in top physical shape. You can feel like you're doing well in a lot of those dimensions and of wellness. But if mentally and emotionally you're just uneasy, you're you're not doing well, you're struggling there, you're not going to feel like you're doing well in those other areas. Um, and so I feel like that's just such a foundation um, for adults, but even teenagers. Teenage life is difficult. And I tell kids that all the time. I'm like, I know teenage life is, is difficult. You're experiencing a lot of different things and a lot of different opportunities are coming up and you're looking at your future and, and it can make you uneasy. So if I can help you um, feel easy about that, get you on a level where you're feeling like confident about that kind of stuff that you feel like you're taking care of yourself emotionally um, and mentally, that's what I'm here for. Uh, so just being able to feel like you're in a healthy spot is is huge. And, and sometimes we can do that on our own. And sometimes we need help. And I, you know, I let my students know and I let adults know it's okay to have to talk about things. It's okay to have to ask for help. Um, that's the cool thing about counseling inside school or outside of school. Being able to have someone to help get you back on track is, is important too. Um, and, and it's not a sign of weakness if you have to ask for help for emotional wellness or mental health. That's really a step towards the right direction. And that's a huge step. And I tell people all the time, that's a sign of strength because you're admitting, okay, I can't do this on my own, but I know I need to get to a better place. And you've asked for that help. And that is such a huge step. Um, so that's that's kind of what I tell my kids. And that's how I, how I see it as being important. Um, and it's just kind of that foundation of feeling like you're in a good spot. I really like the way you, you phrase that, especially painting that as the foundation kind of out of which things spring forth. And I think it is very important when we're looking at, uh, you know, maintaining your emotional wellness and saying, like you use the example, hey, if we're asking our, our students or, you know, employees or what have you to perform certain tasks, how are they able to do these tasks if their emotional wellness mm -hmm. is, is completely out of control. It's it's impossible to ask a student to sit down and concentrate on a math test when their home life is unimaginable. Right. Um, and and speaking to that, and I know you mentioned it a little already, um, but when we're looking at adults, um, you know, there's several uh, resources and, and things like that that they can refer to, and we can we can look at sending them. But when we're talking about youth mm -hmm. and, and kind of thinking how we cultivate that desire to maintain that healthy level of emotional wellness, how, how do we start looking at creating that? How do we look at fostering that at an early age so we can start looking for those successful outcomes in the future? Right. So when I was at JMU, a big focus for us as students in that program a big focus was self-care. And I've really brought that with me to my job as a school counselor. And so, yes, they really wanted us to focus on our self-care as a professional. But I think that's huge when it comes to 
really anybody, everyone can benefit from self-care. And so really diving in to find out what do you like to do? What do you enjoy? What can give you a, a sense of relief and a sense of like just pausing life for a little bit and doing something that you really enjoy? And so I like to talk to my kids, like what are some things you enjoy that can kind of pause school, pause life? Is it music? Is it art? Is it going outside and doing things? Is it reading a good book? You know, what are those activities that you really just love to do that gives you a sense of like, okay, this is kind of my reset. This is me taking care of myself. I might not be productive right now, but I'm taking care of my mental health. And that's huge. That is being productive. Um, And so finding those things that you really enjoy is huge. And and I've had to do that for myself as an adult. And I know sometimes as a teenager, it's hard to think about, well, what do I like to do? Or maybe I just like to hang out with my friends or, you know, really finding those activities. If it's with other people, you may be super extroverted and being with other people is what really can help ground you. And that makes you feel like you're doing better. Um, or you're introverted and being alone and listening to music or reading a book, that could be it. Just finding and fostering those type of activities um, for first youth, for teenagers is really important and just helping them kind of figure out um, those things and using those um, to help them, you know, get back on track, feel like, you know, they're taking care of themselves. They're putting their mental health first. Um, and that's hard sometimes, like around here, there's not always like opportunities um, for students to do different stuff. And so I feel like sometimes here it's harder to find um, like out of the box ideas to help students just because there's not as many opportunities. So that's kind of a struggle I feel like we deal with here. But nonetheless, just try and like finding those activities. What's going to help you um, take care of yourself and just got and getting in the routine to do that as well. Uh, making that a priority. I agree. And, and like we've said, you know, I think that that's really important to develop early on. And and as you do progress into adulthood, uh, it helps you kind of combat burnout. It helps you find finding your anchor and finding that hobby that, that allows you to recenter yourself and refocus yourself can really help you uh, kind of project yourself forward too. So learning those habits early on. And I, I love what you said there about, you know, developing those early, cultivating and fostering them so that they grow and blossom later into adulthood as well. Right. Um, and, and that being said, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit um, yeah. with, with your own position being a rock for, for everyone else, but how do you regulate your own emotional wellness? Obviously being this, you know, pillar of strength for, for others, it's important for you to take care of your own emotional wellness. And uh, you know, if you think of that maybe as a, as a glass. And if you're, you're handing out sips of water each day, how do you prevent your glass from ending up empty by the end of the day? Right. And I, I will be real with you. Cause I'm, I'm real with my students. So no, okay. I, I struggle with it sometimes. I'm not going to lie. I, yeah. I have always enjoyed helping people and um, helping them has been like a priority for me. And, and JMU very, much emphasize self-care and that helped me a lot being told that over and over you have to take care of yourself you have to take care of yourself that's helped me become better now I still have a long way to go I'm not gonna lie I I do 
Um, but I, I like to go um, take care of myself in a different, different ways. I love being out in this nice weather that we've had the past couple of days. So taking a walk outside, if it's with a friend, awesome. I can like talk about things or just listen to music. Music is a huge thing for me. Um, I love listening to music that kind of helps me just chill out a little bit. Um, I also play music. I've played since I was a kid. I've played piano um, and that's kind of an outlet for me as well. Um, I'm definitely one of these people who who likes to talk things out. And so luckily my um, co-counselor, my director here, we are really close. And so when we've got situations going on that really kind of deplete us during the day, we talk it out. And, and it's nice because I know I don't have to hold all of that myself. I don't have to carry that all myself. We really lean on each other in those kinds of situations that really just deplete you, that make you feel defeated or you just like, I want to do more, but I can't do more. We really lean on each other, which is awesome. Um, I know not everyone has that where they work. And so I'm blessed to have that here. Um, when it comes to things outside of work, I, I'm really family oriented. So sometimes I just need to surround myself with family. I just need to go see my mom, go see my grandparents, you know, hang out with my brother, like just do something that I know, like, okay, I'm with my family. I can be me. I can be myself. I don't have to worry about work. I can talk about things. Um, that's a huge part of me. I'm also really friend oriented. I've had some of the same friends since elementary school, since preschool, um, some since high school. So being able to do things with them um, is really important. Same with my boyfriend. But I also have to take a step back sometimes and think, okay, Lindsay, are you doing this because you want to or are you doing this because you're trying to take care of everyone? So sometimes I have to take a step back and look at myself and like, okay, I want to be with them tonight, but maybe I need to stay home and, and take care of some things at home and just be my, by myself. So it kind of comes to that whole like being able to reflect on yourself and where you are and think, OK, I, I have all these activities I like to do that help me take care of myself. But what am I really needing at this point? And so, like I said, I have a long way to go personally with that. Um, and I tell my students, I'm real with them, like, look. Things are easier said than done. I'm not perfect at this either, but try. That's the main thing. Just try and do what you need to do when you can. Um, and it's just, a, I feel like it's a lifelong process and learning journey of what makes me, what refills me, what refills my glass, what helps me re be rejuvenated um, after giving of myself a lot. So it's a learning process. Absolutely. And, and I definitely think, you know, learning how to navigate through through stress, stress never ends. It certainly sure. never ends during the lifespan. So yeah. kind of constantly evolving and finding new ways to learn how to work through that and to overcome that. And and like you talked about, finding that balance, right? You know, mm -hmm. finding not only the balance between the, the other uh, dimensions of wellness, but specifically within your own, you know, how do you balance create that healthy balance of a work life, social life, and make sure you're, you're maintaining your, uh, you know, your emotional wellness. Now, I know you talked in the broad kind of the specific sense of what you do for yourself. And I know you also mentioned that kind of due to the area, it can be, it can be hard to find kind of certain things to get into, but when you're, when you're talking to your students, what, what are some things that you can recommend uh, to them off the cuff for some you know, healthy, uh, 
positive ways for them to, to manage their stress, for them to handle their emotional wellness. I know we've talked about self-care a lot, um, but maybe specifically, what would you recommend to them for, for how that could look or maybe some other activities, especially in these difficult times? Hopefully, as things move forward, we are looking at, at better, better weather, getting out, being a little more social. But but what does it look like in, in this time? And maybe if you have any uh, you know recommendations that you put out to your students, what do those look like? So yes, down now that the weather is looking a lot better, um, getting outside, getting some fresh air. I know it's been hard, especially this past year. I feel like we felt like we're cooped up all the time. And so some of that fresh air, some sunshine, you know, that even that I feel like can lift my it lift spirits. It does mine. And I feel like students see that too. When it's been dark and gray all winter and there's finally some sunlight, I think that's a huge like just go sit outside. You don't have to walk or do anything, just go sit outside. Um, we have such it's such a beautiful area around here. You know that. Um, and getting outside and doing things, that's a healthy way to just have an outlet. Um, here at the school, I encourage, you know, if you're feeling like you don't have many people that you can rely on or you don't have that many close friends, I'm, I'm promoting clubs. Get involved. Find something that you're passionate about. Is there something here at the school that you can get involved in that can be an outlet for you? Join a sports team. I was not the sports type, so that didn't always like that wasn't something I could do. But some kids, that is exactly what they need. Join in a team that they feel like they're a part of, that they belong, that they're getting healthy exercise and things like that. That's a huge thing. Um, there's definitely when it gets more serious, there's definitely resources I can um, recommend. And I, I recommend them to parents because I'm working with youth, I work closely with parents too. And so I'm giving them suggestions and recommendations as well. Um, there's some really cool, I will say in Luray, this is something I'm a part of. Um, and I don't know if you've had a chance to hear about this, Ryan. Um, the West Luray Rec Center is an up and coming um, rec center and kind of youth, I don't wanna say hangout spot because we're definitely gonna have programming and things like that. but. That's something that going forward, um, that's kind of new, but going forward, I, I want to recommend to the kids because that's a place that kids can go and there's going to be programming for like mentorship, tutoring. So they're getting um, some of the positive adult interaction. They're getting tutoring for academic help. Um, there's a lot that's going to come from this. So I'm really excited about that. I know that's in Luray. So for our students, I may be a little bit of a of trouble getting there. Um, but it's something new for the county, which is awesome. Um, just things like that, I definitely um, suggest and recommend. Um, and then I'm open to other suggestions, too. So talking with students, if they are you know, interested in other things that may not be here locally, Harrisonburg's not too far away and they have a lot more opportunities and, and things like that. So those are some suggestions. And and as I grow as a professional, I'm learning more about, you know, opportunities and recommendations I can make and learning more about the kids themselves help me out too. So learning process, but there's there's opportunities and things like that. We actually mentioned something, and I think it's really important, and, and I want to hit on it a little bit, um, talking about the parents, um, you know, and how, how you work so closely with them. And, mm -hmm. you know, they may find themselves in a, in a similar position, you know, trying to be that pillar of strength for, for their, their, own, their own youth. Um, and, 
I think something else you mentioned that's really important is kind of creating that reciprocal relationship where you're listening and, and you're kind of giving feedback and you're listening to the students. It doesn't necessarily just all come from a, an authoritative sort of position. It's more of a you know mutual relationship and finding out what works for them. Because, you know, I feel like a lot of times we, we talk about, uh, you know, how to manage stress and these are healthy coping mechanisms. But until those people have done it, lived it and actually experienced that and said, Hey, this is what works for me. Uh, I think that we're able to speak a little more honestly and openly with our students once we find out what works best for them. So I'm really glad you brought that up as a, as a point. Mm-hmm. Um, well, well, Lindsay, obviously it sounds like regulating um, emotional wellness is very important. Um, obviously it's one of the dimensions of wellness for a reason. So in balance, of course, is, is very important. And kind of what you talked about earlier, learning how at a, at a young age to, to create that and, and manage it really all the way into adulthood. And as you move throughout the rest of your life and learning how to properly regulate your emotions, have some healthy stress relief, um, learning those coping mechanisms and really that's going to lead to an overall, you know, more enjoyment out of, out of life. And that's really what we're looking at for this dimension um, in its entirety. And the, the challenge is regulating that particular dimension and learning how to make that one dimension fit cohesively uh, to create the eight dimensions of wellness. Right. Uh, but well, Lindsay, I want to thank you for, for coming on and speaking a little bit. Um, about emotional wellness. It's always nice to have your perspective. It's also nice to see someone, you know, kind of young and coming up through there and, and, you know, learning as you go and learning from really who we should be learning from, which is the youth who are putting the, the those things out there for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so of course we really appreciate you for doing that. Absolutely. Um, and just so really quick, I do want to, to let everyone know, um, please go check out our, our media, like at the Warren Coalition. Uh, you know, we have our Facebook and Instagram page and our, our YouTube channel. Um, what we're going to be looking at, so next week, we're going to have spiritual wellness. So we'll be moving a little bit from the emotional side to the spiritual side of wellness. We'll actually have Brenda Berry, who will be speaking on Reiki exercise and how that helps her regulate her own spiritual wellness. So, Again, Lindsay, I really want to thank you for your time today. It was great having you on. Great getting your uh, thoughts and opinions and uh, look forward to working with you in the future. Thanks for having me, Ryan. It was great. And yes, definitely look forward to working together in the future. Thanks, Lindsay. Thanks. And don't go anywhere because that should be it. Tamara, I'll add you back into the the (laughs) fold here. I think she's muted. You're muted, but I think I have the power to unmute you, maybe. No, I can't. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, great. Yeah, I was saying you both did really great. Are you sure you've never done this before? Because I don't believe (laughs) Flies are terrible in my office right now. And so I was like, I was trying not to. That's all right. Well, you you both did really great. So this is good. Thank Lindsay, you. good job. Yeah.
Thank you so much. You you did a really good job. I'm so glad you were the first person to do it. I was like, thank God, Lizzie's first. That's no awesome. It's easier when 